0: Well, if we have any elementary kids still here, I want to dismiss you. Our student ministries, middle school and high school kids are staying staying with us this morning as they are leaving. Just want to point out one thing that I noticed. Uh, I think it's pretty savvy on Ryan's part, but you notice how he picked I surrender all before the offering? little subliminal message there. Good work, Ryan. I like it, so... Uh, What hasn't been mentioned, uh, but is good for us to know, is that uh, after I'm done preaching, and it's going to be a brief sermon this morning as we wrap up, but uh, we'll have a time of community prayer also afterwards, and so I uh, know that there's a ton of things happening in the life of our church out in our community, and so if there's things that are kind of on your heart for you or on behalf of someone else, uh, you'll have an opportunity to share that, and then we'll make sure to pray today, and then something that we can continue playing, praying for people in the future. Um, bit of housekeeping, not connected to the sermon. Uh, we are in this season of transition as we are looking to find our next uh, Uh, lead pastor. Uh, Hopefully you've been hearing in our communications or uh, weeks prior up here from the pulpit, Uh, but right now there's a couple ways for everyone in the community to be specifically engaged. The first is this, we are uh, in the process of uh, collecting nominations for our pastoral nominating committee. Uh, we refer to it as the PNC. This is a group of uh, four or five people uh, that once they are confirmed and voted upon, they will then be the people who uh, will go out and do the heavy lifting of finding our next uh, lead pastor. So if there's somebody that you think would uh, represent our church well and you would like to recommend them for uh, the PNC, we would ask you to do two things. One, Talk to that person. I think it's just simply an affirmation to to be told, like, hey, I think you would be good uh, on behalf of our church to represent us. So I think that's just an act of affirmation. And one is just to see if they would be interested. Uh, And then if they are, then to share their name with us, you can email nominations at kairosatlanta.org, and then we will uh, add them to the group uh, that we are discerning. The second thing that is happening is the congregational survey, assessment survey. Um, this takes about 20 to 30 minutes, if you're slow like me, 25-ish minutes to take. It's very simple and easy, but it's your opportunity to answer these questions and typically fill in the blank uh, and uh, to give your assessment, your input, that we will take that, compile that information from everyone in our church, uh, and then we'll, there'll be a, a finding, a reading to help us say, these are the things that we find important as our church as we look to our next senior leader. Both of those are supposed to be due at the end of today, though I got a, a text from Ryan Jackson, who is sad and in, 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 sick in bed right now, saying that we might extend it uh, on into uh, this week. But don't be a procrastinator. If you want your input, please, um, please do so. This is whole, now we're going to do sermon. Ready for the sermon? Halloween weekend, yeah? Halloween weekend. This is so great. Hopefully you guys have great plans either today, uh, or tomorrow, 1999, best Halloween of my life. It's where I asked Miriam to be my girlfriend. Yeah. Now, didn't, yes, 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 yes. She's not clapping, but we'll, we'll see. Um, but it didn't start great, right? We were, in, we're living in the Bay Area. We're going to drive to Santa Cruz. It's going to be great. And on my way up there, my blood sugar just drops. And what that means is I start getting the shakes, looking like a crackhead. Uh, and then I start getting really irritable. So here I have this girl that I'm courting, wanted to be my girlfriend by the end of the night, and I'm like in traffic, can't find anywhere to park, and I'm like my butt, blood sugar's dropping out, getting super irritable. But by the end of the evening, she agreed that you know they're not a lot of options out there, so she said yes. Uh, and then I thought, right, perfect night for the first kiss, right? Go in for the first kiss. She wasn't expecting it. She went for the hug. I kissed her ear, kind of awkward. We've practiced a couple times since, so we've gotten it figured out. But Halloween's not about my dating life. I'm starting to get embarrassed. Uh, I got a picture of my kids. This is when they used to be cute. Yeah, you see, Condigity there crying. I'm not sure if this was the infamous Halloween that that he refused to wear anything warm, and Miriam threw out the ultimatum that if you don't wear a jacket, you don't get to trick or treat man that boy has a lot of conviction he just said forget it i'm not going trick-or-treating and refused to put on a jacket what a great kid love that kid well it is halloween weekend hopefully you have uh, enjoy the rest of today on into tomorrow uh, we are finishing our series we're calling faith algebra uh, we've been looking at these seven virtues that uh, the Apostle Peter gives to us, seven virtues that are all built upon uh, the seed of faith, right? We see in, the, in, in Jesus teaches uh, in the parables uh, that faith is like a mustard seed, starts really small, but then it grows up into something really fantastic. And I'm kind of merging this here with this kind of virtue ladder that the Apostle Peter is providing for us. All these virtues, uh, virtues that are going to be described as kindness, wisdom, discipline, resilience, integrity, mutual compassion, and culminating in love, a special type of transformative love. And we call this series Faith Algebra because the language that Peter uses, he says, hey, add these things to your faith. These are the things, when you add it all up, It's going to grow into your life something really special. Your life is going to grow into this space defined by love. I think these things also, these virtues also would make a pretty dynamic job description for our lead pastor. So we'll have to get that information to our PNC. Well, let's bring this series to a close. I want to briefly touch on the last two um, virtues that Peter refers to, and that is of uh, mutual affection and love. And we're going to read the passage one more time, but again, a, a reminder that Peter is writing, right? Peter's an apostle, an apostle means that he was actually with, Peter, with Jesus when Jesus was here on earth. And so this is now happening about 30 or 40 years since Jesus was here on earth. And Peter is a pastor. He's out there with the people. And it's as if, as, he, as he's noticing, he's getting older. His life is coming to a, to a close. And he's like, these, these are the must-need-to-hear teachings that I want my people to know before I leave them. He wants to warn people against the false teachings that are are out there. And he wants to say, hey, this is a life of spiritual maturity. Engage in these ways and you will live a healthy, productive life. A life that is free uh, of stumbling and and wandering through life like you're blind. And as I mentioned a second ago, it's it's as if all these virtues, they're a virtue ladder. They they build upon one another and they continue to grow uh, upon the next. Engaging these virtues, it gets you in, into the action, it gets you off the sideline, it, it helps you see where God is active in the world and says, okay, I want my life, as I cultivate these virtues, I, I want to bring this to the world and into the relationships around me. Verse five, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, goodness and knowledge and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. And he concludes with this. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of your Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I said the last two, which are mutual affection and love. Mutual affection. When I first read that, I was like, I'm not quite sure what that is. It sounds like it should be like a word in like a sappy Hallmark card. Uh, But mutual affection, the old scriptures, uh, the earlier translations would have referred to this as brotherly love or it's simply kindness and compassion. Uh, The Greek word used here is philia, which means friendship. Okay, let's make a connection to baseball because no sermon is not complete without that. The Philadelphia Phillies, the city of brotherly love. But before you start rooting for the Phillies, because you should not, know that they b- booed Hall of Famer Mike Schmidt and threw batteries at Santa Claus. So I don't know if Philadelphia, if they actually um, uh, reflect that moniker. Well, some examples of, of mutual uh, affection. I actually had an experience of this yesterday. Nothing major, but went to Kroger yesterday to put gas in the car, got done doing that, went to turn on the car, and my, car, my truck wouldn't start. Couple tries at it. Not happening. Fortunately, Ellie and Mary just happened to be at the Kroger, so as I was calling them, thinking they were at home, they were there. Miriam uh, brought the car over, was able to, to give me a jump. Uh, she was showing me mutual affection. But before she got there, I had two different people come up to me and offer to help. Uh, and one, the, the woman in particular, she just said, I just thought if I was in need, you would have offered to help me. And I was like, I don't know if I would. (laughs) I know I would have helped if she asked me. Like she's the one in need, and she would have asked. I know I would have helped her, but I don't know if I was two pumps over and I noticed that she was having some. Would I have gone over there and offered to help? I hope next time, at least, I will. Off of example, speaking of car problems, uh, we still remember our fra- our friends uh, Slate and Lindsey Fluker, who live over on Cole Stream. If you go through the double circle there, make your first right. That's Cole Stream. Okay, cars that are having problems on 285 going west, they pull off and then they pull off onto Cole Stream. Cars that are coming east, they pull off here into our church parking lot. Well, Slate sees people all the time, broken down once or twice a week. And so what he has decided is that he has a battery boost, some jumper cables, and some basic uh, things uh, to help with car maintenance. He just keeps it in his car and as a a reminder that when he sees somebody having a bad day with a broken-down car, he pulls over, offers some help, maybe is able to help them, whatever. Just an act of mutual affection, simple compassion and kindness to other people. We had Mark and we had Clark up here just a moment ago and they're talking about their involvement with the CAC. Uh, another example of, of mutual affection is when we see needs in our community and we just volunteer our time. It can be volunteering our time in a formal way, like going to serve the CAC or friends of refugees or, any host of organizations or it can be something that's more organic like seeing a need helping somebody with a broken down car or or being at the grocery store and and simply expressing kindness to somebody or or you see somebody who who just needs a little bit of extra help whether it's formal service or just seeing a need and helping out Uh, we have a way to help you exercise your mutual affection muscles right now for just 15 or 20 minutes stay afterwards and we're going to be packing these necessity bags as Miriam talked about at the beginning of the service A way for you just to hang out with other people and know that we're putting these bags together Somebody's gonna receive it. There's just gonna be some simple things in there that might help a person in need stick around afterwards Uh, Mary reminded me of this that she that she thought would would fit this example of mutual affection like it was uh, four-ish years ago that I was sitting right there where marching is right now and I was sitting and having an experience of worship and for the very first time I felt God press on my heart and say hey there's a need out there and you really love sports and coaching and stuff like that but there's this group of kids don't that don't get to have any of those type of experience of playing sports and stuff like that. And so me and a group of like two or th- three other people started uh, talking and praying, and, and what came out of that was this thing we call Mission Baseball Academy, where we, where we coach baseball to uh, Latino kids in the Sandy Springs uh, area who are a part of the Sandy Springs Mission. And we simply go out there, and there's been several uh, guys from, from the church go out there and, and volunteer their time teaching kids how to play baseball. And sometimes I wonder like what well, really, what impact is, is that happening? And this last 4th of July uh, City, uh, City Springs had their fireworks show and I had the worst attitude. It was super late, it was dark, I get afraid of the dark. So we're walking out there and there's all these people, it was delayed, I did not want to be there. Miriam reminded me of my attitude part of this story. But it's important because later that evening, Junior who participated in Mission Baseball comes running up to me all excited coach Joe coach Joe coach Joe and He starts running and telling me about different things going on in his life asking me when are we gonna do Mission Baseball again? And it's just like all of a sudden My bad attitude kind of went away And I'm reminded that this kid Junior and, and his buddies like they had this really cool experience Where we just simply got a group of adults together and said hey, we just want to show kindness and compassion we want to show brotherly love, human love to these kids and just see where it leads. Those are some examples of what brotherly—excuse uh, me uh, mutual affection looks like. And I believe this about mutual affection and, and kindness. I, I believe this is a contagious virtue that when we see it being acted out and demonstrated, we, we, we're, we're drawn to it. And that it, it draws us and it, it kind of becomes like a gravity that we kind of get caught up in this gravitational force where all of a sudden it's like we, that, that gravity, gravitational force of mutual affection and love, it, it just pulls us back towards Jesus. And so I'd encourage you to exercise those muscles, that virtue. Well, Peter concludes his list of virtues as he's talking about this like this friendship love. He then talks about. A different type of love. Talks about agape love. Uh, it's different. Um, it's unconditional or unmerited grace. It's love without a price tag. It's it's being loved even though you might not be very lovable at times. And it's a type of love that has the, the power to heal and transform. Heal brokenness transform our lives away from selfishness and sin into a life that sees the needs of others. And I believe that these virtues built upon the foundation of faith grow inside of us a capacity to experience and express the agape love of God. We experience it for ourselves, and then we're able to point other people towards that love. I believe that this type of love uh, has the ability to radically change us individually and also as a community. And so I would encourage you, as we come to a close, maybe you make this 2 Peter chapter 1 maybe a part of your devotional for this life, that you would take a look at these seven virtues built upon the kernels of faith and begin exploring them and begin maybe make it a prayer God. I want to exercise these virtues in my life. Would you do a transformative work in me? And then maybe my life might be used to have an impact in the lives of others that we would then grow the community of God, starting in our own lives here in this community and then the world around us. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the demonstration of your love for us and unconditional love and a love Um, that knows no boundaries, that knows no fear, a love that often rescues us in our times of uh, deepest need. And so, Lord, I confess on behalf of all of us, we are in need of your agape love. And so, Lord, would we receive it? Would it transform us? And would we have a heart and a desire to live well for you and the world? We pray this in Christ's name.